that you can't just be a plain, ordinary old Christian, but you have to be a conqueror. So you can't just say a prayer. And then when things get tough, say, well, I don't believe that's what the Bible means. I don't think that's what Jesus is saying to me. And because you have, um, you have settled for how you feel, you've gone with how you feel and, and how hard it is, you have really just minimized the power of God in your life and in fact separated yourself from Jesus when you just go with how you feel and not actually do and say and believe the word of God. When you add your own opinion to it or um, just go with, as I said, how you feel. I can't think of the right word. But um, anyway, when you, when you just like compromise, yeah, when you compromise the word of God, it's just going to get null and void in your life. And you're not going to be that conqueror that you were called to be. In fact, Revelation 3, 5 says, Thus shall he who conquers, he who is victorious, be clad in white garments, and I will not erase or blot his name out of the book of life. How scary is that? You can say the prayer and ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you and then become lukewarm and get your name blotted out of the book of life. So, to go on, it says, I will acknowledge him as mine and I will confess his name openly before my father and before his angels. There was a time when Jesus told me that I wasn't going to make it. Actually, a couple of times. I was lukewarm. I quit. I gave up. Not totally. I still loved Jesus. I still spent time on my knees and worshiping him. But you know, when you ignore him, he gets quiet. He gets quiet for a while anyway, until all of a sudden, oh Lord, why isn't this working? And you know, you're asking him for something that's not working out. And it's because you compromised his word. You didn't do what he told you to do. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us truth, for getting in our face, for confronting us so that we will not perish. We want to know the truth now, Lord. We don't want to stand before you on that day and hear you say, I didn't know you. We love you and praise you. Teach us, correct us. Do what you have to do, Lord, in my life to keep me on that narrow path. I love you and praise you and give you all the glory. Now I pray that for you, and all you got to do is agree with me. You want to be corrected now. Matthew 7, 21 through 23 says, Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. So you got to do his will. You have to be a conqueror, or your name is going to be blotted out of the book of life. So many times what happens is how we become lukewarm is we say the prayer, we get excited for Jesus, and then the pressure comes from the enemy. Jesus said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come, and he's going to try to take it from you. Matthew 
4. Read Matthew 4. Study the word. Study to show yourself approved. You have to study the word so you can recognize when the enemy comes to try to trip you up. He roams around like a roaring lion, trying to find someone he can devour. He, he's a liar. He does that by lying to you. And so you have to be alert, be self-controlled and alert because he's roaming around. He's sneaky. And he's going to talk you out of being that conqueror. Because even if you said the prayer, even if you served Jesus for a while, your name can get blotted out of the book of life if you quit and give up. And that isn't harsh. Really, it isn't harsh because Jesus lives on the inside of you. So with him living on the inside of you, you can do anything. Even cast out demons and lay hands on the sick, right? But the enemy has you talked out of it. If you hear yourself saying or hear someone else say, oh, that was only for the disciples. You have missed it. You have compromised the word. You're lukewarm. You don't believe the word. You believe in opinion. And so we got to be humble. And, you know, that's, that's the first thing. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that is, that is a commitment to him that you're engaged with him and you're going to conform to his way. And your opinion, no matter, no, it doesn't matter what you think, what your opinion is, if you think it's fair or not. If um, you feel like laying hands on sick and casting out demons, if you feel like getting behind a camera, it doesn't matter. It matters his opinion. It doesn't matter if you think, why would you have to forgive that person? Forgiveness, if you're in agreement with Jesus, is a lifestyle. Doing his work is part of your relationship with him. He said, if you believe me, then you're going to do, if you believe in me, you're going to do what I was doing. And we try to get out of it. Because it seems too hard. It really does. It seems too hard. And it is if you don't do it, if you depend on yourself. But if you depend on him, it's not too hard. He does it in you. And so, so much of the time, people get born again. You know, they say that prayer. They receive the spirit. But then they, they fall away. The enemy comes and lies to them. And then pretty soon, um, you just, you're almost in total disagreement with the word of God. And you don't even think in a situation, what should I do, Jesus? You just have your own opinion and you go and do it. And you're separating yourself from Jesus because your own opinion is not going to be like his. His opinion is what you have to be seeking after all the time. What do you think, Jesus? You know, if you want to live in his kingdom, you have to be in agreement with him. You don't take evil into the kingdom of God with you. We leave evil behind. And unforgiveness is evil in his eyes. Stealing us. Gossiping is. All the things that we want to do that our flesh wants to do, 
And the enemy says, oh, it's okay. God understands. You can't do that. That's ridiculous. You should sue them. Look what they did to you. The Bible is God's opinion, his law, what he has to say to you so that you can be like him and live with him for eternity. When you receive his spirit, then he's going to start teaching you his way. And you have his opinion. If you're in agreement with him, you have the mind of Christ. You know what he's thinking and how he's feeling if you stay in agreement with him. But if you just decide to go off on your own, then that's a whole different, that's a whole different thing. That's you. And really, you're siding up with your feelings, your flesh. And you have to walk by the dictates of the Spirit in order to live with God, not your flesh. And so you probably said the prayer because you heard that if you say that prayer, well, you know, not everyone, I'm just saying, um, people that um, don't follow after the Spirit have wrong teaching. And sometimes someone just says, all you got to do is say this prayer, and you're going to go to heaven. And then, um, and I've watched this, and then they go and just they live like they lived before. There's no difference. They weren't born anew. When you receive God's spirit on the inside of you, that changes your whole life. You have this relationship with Jesus. You fall in love with him and you want to please him. And sometimes it starts out that way. But then when it gets hard, then, you know, there's things that you don't want to maybe give up or um, you want to do something that the Bible, you know, the Bible says not to do. And so you go get someone else's opinion. Do you think it's okay? I know the Bible says this, but do you think it's okay? And of course, you're going to find someone, you're going to look until you find someone to agree with you so you feel okay about it. But if you go to Jesus, he's going to say no. He's going to say, you know the word. I'm asking you not to com compromise it. And if you compromise it, you're not a conqueror. You're not victorious. We're called to do things that are hard, not easy. If he calls you to stay in a hard relationship, then you're called to do that. Sometimes we're in relationships to bring salvation to that person, not just quit and give up and say, I'm not going to be your doormat. That's it. I'm first, you're second. That's how the word says. Love your neighbor as yourself, not give up on them, throw them away. Just say, forget it. I'm not doing this anymore. Although your flesh wants to do that. I understand that. I understand that I, I've had the same feelings. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem fair, but it's not my opinion that counts. I'm not the ruler. I'm not God. There's only one king. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And we follow his rule if we want to live in the kingdom. 
And so I was telling you there was a time where um, I wanted to give up. I wanted to quit. And I was in that place because I was spending more time looking around me and listening to the enemy say, oh, it's not going to happen. It's been this long. You're the only one who thinks this. You're wrong. You know, because when, you, when you're on the narrow path, it's pretty lonely. And so, you know, I was agreeing with him. I was in agreement with him. But at the same time, I asked Jesus to correct me because there's so many times in my life that he said there wasn't anything he could do because I wasn't victorious. I turned or I, I was compromising the word. And so I said, no matter what, I want you to correct me. I know I'm probably not going to like it. I might be stubborn, but please don't not correct me, correct me. Revelation 3.19, he said that. He said he corrects those he loves. He's going to convict you, convince you. And so when I do something and it doesn't feel right, but the enemy's saying, do it anyway, I got to have confirmation from Jesus because I'm not going to do it anyway. He and And he wants you to. He's like, well... It's okay. I mean, in the beginning of my convictions, Jesus even said to me once, why are you trying to get away with sin? I'm asking you not to do this. You asked me to correct you, and then now you're going to try to get away with it. Just quick do it. It'll be okay. And um, let the doubt and confusion come in when you already know it's the enemy tempting you. And he'll make it really, really clear to you. And sometimes you're going to want to do Many times you're going to want to do that thing so bad and um, it's going to take that self-control, that, um, that drive to want to do the right thing, to, to want to have God, his power in your life and to want to be able to go to him and not have him say, there wasn't anything I could do. You're walking in sin. You've walked out from that umbrella of protection. I can't do anything for you. If you abide in me and I abide in you, that's a different thing. But if you're going to be disloyal to me, then there's nothing I can do. You know, lots of times people wonder why they can't hear God or why God isn't doing things in their life, and it's because you're disloyal to him. You know the word, but yet you're looking for an excuse not to do it. And so anyway, um, I, I got it together, and uh, Jesus showed me. He, he took me to heaven, and on the way in, um, I'm just going to tell you this one part because we're talking about the book of life. My, my name, I, uh, the man at the door checked before I could come in that my name was in the book of life, and it was, and before that. It wasn't because I wasn't doing what he said. I was compromising the word. I was lukewarm. I was wanting to do my will and not his will. And I want to tell you, his will is so much better. His, his plans for you are so much better than your plans for you. You don't want to do your plans because they're going to lead to destruction. 
and the enemy is going to make it, it seem like your plan is a better plan and you're missing out. But really, God has so much more for you, more than you can ask or think. I never thought I would like doing these videos, but they minister to me. They build me up. I feel excited. I feel fulfilled because it's what I'm supposed to do. But if Jesus didn't, like, get me to this place, push and shove and, and convict and convince and correct me, I would have said, forget it. I was a little girl who just hid behind her mom's legs, and if you got out a camera, I ran. I didn't want anything to do with a camera. And here I am, and I enjoy it, and, and it, it's still a struggle because the enemy tries to come against me to get me to quit and give up. And you know, I want to tell you, when he comes to get you to not believe the word or compromise the word, um, it's because you're on that path that leads to the good life. You're on your way to eternity and he's trying to stop you. You're on your way to prove that God's will is good and perfect. And he doesn't want that to happen. He's a liar. And he wants you to believe his lies. He knows the end of the book. He knows Jesus is coming. And so he's trying to fool you and trick you. And he's fooling many people. They know the word of God, yet they take another angle. I mean, God said to tithe. Well, I don't think I have to do that. God said to give. Well, I'm too poor. Well, if you're too poor, then you should give. Because giving will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And if you're tithing, then, or if you're not tithing, then the enemy can devour your money. If you tithe, the Lord will rebuke the devourer for your sake. If you don't tithe, you're robbing God, and, and then you expect God to do something for you. By his stripes you were healed, but not if you're robbing God. You got to be loyal to him, not disloyal. You got to be a conqueror. You got to just plow right through all the things the enemy's trying to put in your way. Jesus will make sure that you make it through. But the whole thing is you got to trust him. And in order to trust him, you got to look at the word, take it for what it says, and do it. Stop giving him all kinds of excuses. Stop going with how you feel. I don't, I don't want to get behind a camera. I don't want to do this. I can't talk in front of people. I'm too shy. Nobody's listening. How long, Lord? I asked him that. He said, till the earth is desolate. Until it's all over. He's going to keep on trying to get to you, to show you. His path is a better path. And you're going to have to push through. The kingdom of God is taken by force. It's a precious pearl. You don't want to let it go. And if you live by your opinion, you're going to lose. Because his opinion, his way is not like your way. His way is higher than your way. He has more for you than you can ask or think. He wants to recreate you in his likeness. Ephesians 2.10 and puts you on that path. That leads to the good life. He wants a good life for you. And if you do it your way, you're not going to have that good life. 
maybe temporarily. But I always think about people who they work so hard. There's beautiful house, beautiful cars. Everything looks so perfect in their life. And can you imagine the next day, that person sitting in hell? No bed, no comfort, no water. It's way too hot. No love, no compassion, no pillow. I always, when I lay in my bed at night, I just thank you so much that I have this bed to lay in. It's so comfortable. Thank you for my car. Thank you for my house. But Jesus, I want you first. Because if you don't have him first, then you did it yourself. And it's your God. And you got to get that before it's too late. And so your name can be blotted out of the book of life. You can say that prayer and go backwards and miss it. And you don't want to do that. And Jesus is warning you right now. Don't compromise the word. Do what he's telling you to do. Stop trying to get away with not doing the word. Even to not believe that by his stripes you were healed is disloyal to him. All that Jesus went through, the stripes he took for you, not to make a movie, not for show, but that you could be healed. And yet you're just still begging him to heal you. And you're begging him to talk to you. But you don't believe it. So why are you asking for it? When you don't even believe it. You got to believe all of the word, not just some of the word. You don't just believe the parts that you like and then expect it all to work out for your good. You can't just obey some of what Jesus said and not all of it. The kingdom of God is taken by force, and that means you believe it and you act on it. If you're having a hard time believing it, faith comes by hearing the word. Keep looking at it. Talk about it. Hear it. Surround yourself with it. Don't surround yourself with doubt and unbelief and, and people that just say or do anything that comes to their mind. And even don't hang around with people that live by their feelings. Use God's name in vain. Come out from among them so that you can be that conqueror. Be careful what you hear. Pay attention to what you hear, Jesus said. Or even what you have heard will be taken from you. The enemies can take it from you. He's going to take it. He's going to take anything he can from you. His motive, his, his thing is to still kill and destroy. And if you pick him, Instead of picking Jesus, he has come to give you life to the full until it overflows. But it's a choice. And the only way he can give you that life is if you believe him. And if you believe him, then you're going to act on what he said. If you believe something, then you're going to live that out. And so you don't just say the prayer and then go sit on the couch 
and do what you were doing before and you don't use um, those choice words that I hear people say they're Christians that, and, they're, and they're using terrible language and, and saying terrible things and, and um, using God's name in vain and just being among evil, among sin. You didn't choose God. You just said a prayer. You're being like the Pharisees. They argued with Jesus about everything. They had their rules. You know, you, you can be a Christian and, and look like um, a Christian. You can have a godly form about you. It, it can look that way. But what's the real thing? Who are you really? Who, whose opinion are you living by? Revelation 3 and 18, Jesus said he corrects those he loves. And Revelation 3.20, he said he's knocking at the door of your heart. If you'll heed his voice, he'll come on, live on the inside of you. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know, maybe you're listening and you think, well, I already have a church. I have a religion. I'm this religion. Jesus is a man. He's the son of man. You're made in the likeness of the Father. There is no other way. Jesus is the way. The only way to heaven is through Jesus. So all those other things don't matter. Um, that's not how you're going to get to heaven, by being a certain religion. You have to know Jesus. He's the only way. He's the truth. And so you have to be in agreement with him. And he said he would come and live on the inside of you. His spirit would come and fill you. You'll, you'll see and understand things you never understood before. If you heed his voice. And so I want to encourage you. I'm going to pray. You can agree with me. And you can be filled with the Spirit. You're going to hear him teach you and correct you. Because he loves you and he wants you to live with him forever. Forever and ever and ever. Even right here and right now. He wants you to be a part of his life. But if you don't heed his voice, if you say the prayer and you listen for a while, and then you walk away, then he's going to leave. Because you, you can't be both. Your temple can't be full of evil and Jesus at the same time. So you got to make the choice. You can always repent, change your way, tell the enemy, no, Jesus will come back. Up until that day, when you stand before him, you only have now. Now's the time of grace. When he comes, it's too late. When he comes, if you're in disagreement with him, he's going to say he didn't know you. So you got to be in agreement with him now. Let's pray. Jesus, we're asking, we're, 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 we're answering that knock. You said you're knocking at our heart. You're wanting to come and live on the inside of us. And we want to be in agreement with you. We need your help. We want you to live on the inside of us. We don't want to compromise your word. We want to be corrected. 
Help us not to get off that narrow path. And fill us now with your spirit so we can experience you, so we can feel you, so you're tangible. Open our eyes to see what we need to see. And Lord, some of them, some, some might need to repent right now. And so, receive, receive your forgiveness, repent, ask Jesus to forgive you, and get back on. Come and live on the inside of me. I commit to do your will, not mine. Live by your opinion, not my opinion. I love you, Jesus. We praise you. Give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer, I would so love it if you would let me know. And look at the word every day. Be encouraged. You have to hang out with Jesus to be like him. In Ephesians 3.20, he said he's going to recreate you in his likeness. And he's going to show you that plan that he had for you. The plan to live a good, healthy, happy life here. And then you get to move in with him when you leave here. How exciting is that? He's so amazing. He's so in love with you. So give him your attention. Get on your knees every day. Worship him. Put some worship music on, dance around. Worship him, and he will be tangible. You'll feel his presence. Make sure you obey him. Because if you don't, you're not going to hear him talk to you. He's going to go away. He's not going to keep bugging you. Someone doesn't listen to you, then they're not listening. So then he's going to leave you alone. You made your choice. But you can repent and say, Lord, correct me, teach me. Show me when I get off the path. And he will. He'll do whatever you want. He loves you. If you want to go to hell, he'll let you go to hell. He doesn't want you to go to hell. But you will if you compromise the word. Your name can get blotted out of the book of life. I was so excited to walk in and there. And um, it was beautiful. I saw my dress hanging there. I got to sit at the banquet table with Jesus. I heard giggling. It was like um, you could see people's spirits, I guess. Everything was blue. And anyway... I'll tell you that a different time. I already have a video out there. Um, so, yeah, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I think it's called I Sat at the Banquet Table with Jesus. But I should probably update that anyway. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. <laughs>